Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, the kangaroo uh, is probably the most ubiquitous symbol of America, of Australia, I should say. Uh, but the reputation took a bit of a hit last week when a three-year-old, uh, a three-year-old male uh, kangaroo killed a man in Western Australia. Why did this happen? What does this tell us about the animal? Joining us now is Graham Coulson, Graham's behavioural ecologist and associate professor at the University of Melbourne. Good afternoon, Graham. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, is it unusual for people to be killed by kangaroos? Highly unusual. This is the first case in uh, a very long time. The last one was in 1936. Right. Okay. So the best part of a century then. And and is it? That's right. it, it, it and as I understand it, in this particular case, it was a pet kangaroo. Is is that strictly legal in Australia that you can keep kangaroos as pets? Uh, I think it varies from state to state, but um, quite a few people do keep them, whether you know, legally or, or not. They, they certainly have pet kangaroos around. Yeah. Is it possible to tame a kangaroo? Not really. Um, they are wild animals and they've never been domesticated. So you can have you know, a reasonable relationship with a kangaroo, but um, ultimately it's a wild animal. And uh, if it uh, wants to behave... By instinct, it will. Yeah, and one assumes, and we don't know the details of this case, but one assumes that, that the kangaroo felt threatened in some respect. Possibly threatened. Uh, the other, perhaps more likely scenario, is that it was practising its fighting skills because we're pretty sure it was a male kangaroo involved. And what happens with males as they get bigger, they uh, spend a lot of time sparring with each other and a, a pet kangaroo treats their human uh, as a another kangaroo, essentially. So they'll practice their skills on the human. Right. And, and presumably, I mean, I suppose there is a cliche of, of boxing kangaroos. Do they, is that actually how they spar with each other? It's sort of boxing. Uh, a lot of perhaps grappling would be a better word. Uh, when they when they're fighting, they're usually up on the tips of their toes and leaning back on their tails, so they're standing up quite high, and they throw their heads right back out of the way so it protects their eyes and ears from the sharp claws of their opponent. And they'll sort of dance around like that. Uh, but what they're trying to do is to either get a big kick in, so they'll kick at the belly of their opponent, or they'll get them in a headlock and throw them to the ground and sometimes give them a kick as well. How big can uh, uh, kangaroos get to? They're pretty big, um, over 90 kilos, some some records of 100, but that's very, very rare, but certainly 90 kilos. And uh, they stand quite tall, so well over two metres tall when they're up on mm. their toes and tail. Oh, right. So a human really wouldn't have a, much of a chance in a scenario like that. No, that's right. Quite a formidable opponent. Uh, and they, they grow as through their lives. So the older they are, the bigger they are. And uh, while they're growing in weight, they're also changing their body proportions. So the males get very long arms, very strong shoulders. And, of course, they've still got those big feet with big, sharp claws at the end of each foot too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, now, as I understand also, this took place on a farm. Are, do, 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 uh, kangaroos encroach on urban, urban areas at all in Australia? 
Well, well, depends which way I look at it. The oh, yeah. urban areas encroach on on them more exactly. to, to the yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a lot of what what we call peri-urban population, so on the fringes of of cities and the larger um, towns around the country, um, and that can certainly lead to some interactions as well. Uh, people often encounter kangaroos when they're on a walk or a bike ride. Or in a car, of course, we have a lot of roadkill problems too. Mm. So, so in in the wild, what do they eat naturally, and and what kind of areas are they in? Well, it depends on the species. The two species of grey kangaroo, the eastern grey and the western grey, are um, mostly along the well-watered coast of the country. So they um, live in in forest and woodland and heath. And they feed entirely on grass, so they're they're strict herbivores. And then you've got the big red kangaroo that many people will know from from movies and things. And they live further inland, so they're in the drier country. And they live uh, feed mostly on grass again, but also tend to feed on uh, little shrubs and herbs that mm. they can, where they can find them. Uh, but mostly but totally vegetarian. Yeah, but mostly their population numbers would be fairly healthy, would they? Oh yes, yeah, there are millions. Um, so there's, of the three species, I think there's about thirty million in total. Right. Okay. So that just actually that just. But uh, it's a big country. Yes, but, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but if there's thirty million of them and only two deaths in 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 best part of a century, that shows how rare these kind of occurrences are. That's uh, right. Yeah, because yeah. most of the time kangaroos stay out of people's way and there's no no problem but just occasionally things go wrong. Graham Colson is a behavioural ecologist and associate professor at the University of Melbourne. Graham, thank you very much. Okay. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. Back in a couple of minutes. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.